the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're so happy to be here on behalf of myself, Dottie Herman, and uh, Ace Wazuparp, and Stephen Ebert. We're we always love doing the show. We love hearing from you. We love our all of our 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 followers, and listeners, and remember, you can get us on our Ion um, Real Estate um, on Facebook, or you can email it. You can email me at dottyherman.com and um, send us your questions, any questions that you have. Um, and one of these days I'll get to them because I know I have a ton of dear Dotty questions and we'll get to them one of these days. It's just that we've been so busy. Before we get on to financing and uh, want to give Ace some time to really keep you updated on that, just want to finish. We were talking about what we think the White House is worth uh, with the Zillow Zestimate, okay? What do you think it's worth? And so if anyone in the audience has an idea and wants to call in, by all means, call and give us an idea of what you think the White House Zestimate is. Um, I'm going to ask Ace and Steven to take a guess. And then if anyone else calls us out, I'll tell you at the end of the show. But what do you think? Do you have any ideas, guys? I'll let Ace take the first guess on it. Ace? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, Steven, you go first. <laughs> I was going to guess second. Well, listen. Well, property all right, is hot. All right. You know, I, of course, this is the lawyer in me, you know, of course, asking, you know, the first question would be, what kind of property tax am I going to have to pay on that? The, um, <laughs> that that's going to be, and then also, what what kind of uh, easements am I going to have to give up? Um, so there'll be a few uh, factors that might uh, be some interesting things in there. But if I had to guess, pick a number because you know it's interesting is that there's no value on something that's so unique like that. And under federal accounting laws, they don't have to give a value to assets like that. So there's really no history. But if I had to pick a number, I'm going to say. 82 million. Okay, Ace? I would say let's go with um, 65 million. Okay, well, you're both way, you know, if you were on the price, right? Um, <laughs> you, you, well, you, you One dollar. Be, you'd be way <laughs> under, so people would have to bid way over for you, but, but 
actually, um, I think I'm going to tell you because you guys should look up this if you Googled it. So I might as well tell you. But um, is the Zestimus value is $415.7 million. Now, before we, assuming, uh, Ace, that you could provide, a, can you provide, if you could provide, the citizens could provide a 20% down payment, you would need to shell out. 83 million for the down payment. And if you can handle it, by all means, you should make a bid. But you, with 20% down, I'm sure uh, citizens would be glad to finance that if the, if the house was, the White House was ever for sale. Um, that's how much money you put down at 20%. So that's how much they, they assume that the White House is worth. So I, I kind of stand by my estimate. You got to have all these tourists walking into your living room. I mean, that's very inconvenient. Yeah. So that's got to knock down at least $100 million off the value. <laughs> <laughs> at least, Steve. All right. So now we're, we're, we're now going to talk about financing. And um, before we do that, what the current rates, what, what are they about? 30-year fixes? What, about three, four, three, around there? Yeah, it's right around 3.375, Dottie. And what about a 15? 15 year, you're looking at 2.75. And now if you have a jumbo, which is what, over six? Is it over 600 now? Or? Yeah, it's over 625. Um, jumbo is right around almost the same, Dottie. You know, right now, conforming and jumbo, they're, they're not much different um, in okay, today's market. Okay, so that's good news because usually a jumbo mortgage was a little more money. Now we talked about refinance and um, here was a question I wanted to ask Asa. We've gotten this question uh, a few times. So should I refinance my mortgage to consolidate debt? Now, just so everyone knows, and we started to touch on this last week, when you buy a home, you put a certain amount down and, and the longer you have it, hopefully the more equity you build in the uh, home. and that even though it's a primary home and you live in it, uh, and even if you have a mortgage, you probably have equity and you've gained equity over years. And the equity in your home can be used for various purposes. Um, it can be used, including helping you consolidate debt. Home equity represents a combination of the amount of principal you've paid all along. So you have to look at how much principal you paid with the increased value of your home. So if you own, for example, if you owned about a home that was valued at $250,000 and you had a current mortgage balance of let's say 175, this means you would have approximately $75,000 in home equity. Now, mortgage re refinance rates are very low now. So if you have some equity in your home, it's maybe not a bad idea to consider a, a cash out refinance loan to pay debt. So the question is, maybe you could answer that. Should you refinance? I think, Dottie, yeah. With, uh, with it, rates it, so low as they are? Because your, your, your interest rates on your on your credit cards have to be a fortune. But what do you, can you give us a little about that, Ace? Yeah, people are actually refinancing um, at an all-time high, Dottie, right? We've seen appreciations the last couple of years 
really um, continue to increase 10 to 12 um, percent every single year. So, you know, if you combine all of those appreciation years within the last five to six to even eight years, you're going to have a lot of appreciation um, in your homes today, especially the baby boomers. Um, they've been able to take advantage of the low rates and refinancing their, their mortgages and taking cash out to either pay off um, any other liabilities. To your point, Dottie, you know, credit cards are still at an all-time high, usually around 12 to 13, 13%, and they're using it for home improvements. So, you know, I mean, one of the things that we're seeing today too, Dottie, is a lot of second home buyers. And a lot of second home buyers to utilizing construction loans to really to really to really take out and, and build and and utilize low rates today where the first year it's interest only and after that it's it's um, transferred over into a fixed rate. So people are taking advantage of refinancing, people are taking advantage of purchasing and building second homes. And um, it's it's definitely a market where I'm seeing a lot more activity in the city. Um, here on, on the mortgage side, when we're looking at pre-approvals and applicants applying, a lot of young buyers are, are purchasing Dottie, usually right around the age of 30 to 40 that we're seeing on, the, on our census tract. And, um, you know, you mentioned it in the beginning of the show where a lot of them are first home time buyers. So if your apartment is priced correctly, not only are they buying in Manhattan, but they're also buying in the suburbs. There's been times where I've worked with a couple and they've given six offers um, out in Long Island and none of them have been accepted, Dottie, for the last three months, right? So it's, it's been crazy. Uh, it's crazy. It's, it's really, really crazy. I, I just want to point out Long Island is, is probably at, a, at an all-time high in terms of activity. And um, there, are, there are buyers that, are, that want to go out there, especially now that summertime is coming. Everybody feels the need to have more space and, and they want to buy a new home before the summer starts so they can uh, gather with their families. So um, there's a lot of activity um, right and now, Dottie. We're not talking about the Hamptons when we're talking about Long Island. We're, we're, we're not talking, talking about, about the Hamptons, Island. Dottie. Exactly. We're talking about Long Island, Westchester, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very exciting market to, to, to watch um, as someone that's been. Story. Yeah. Go when ahead, Dottie. I first, when I first came out to the Hamptons, uh, well, we had no Douglas Elliman then. I don't even think I had Douglas Elliman. I was just credential. And so I had offices all over Long Island. I didn't have the city yet. Uh, so now I'm going to, I opened from scratch uh, nine offices um, in the Hamptons. And they're like, well, who are you? Well, you come from Up Island. I said, Up Island, what are you talking about? Well, we're the Hamptons and we don't consider <laughs> Long Island part of the Hamptons. We consider you guys up island. They said, oh, really? I thought, I said, I thought that we were all Long Island, but I guess they don't. And I guess when they look and they break down markets, they look at Long Island and then they look at the Hamptons because the Hamptons was then, I would say, a secondary market. Uh, now it's kind of looking like a... Uh, there's, well, I'll tell you a trend that I see. And if you're thinking of buying a second home, I strongly advise you if you have the funds to do it. Um, and if you have some equity in your home, it's dead money you're sitting on. I think second homes are going to continue to grow in popularity. And there's a new term that's come out. 
and it's called co-owners, where people consider their two homes their primary residence. Now, you can only make one your primary residence for tax purposes, but they're basically using them both at the same amount of time. And I've seen that particularly in the Hamptons, where people are in the city, um, but normally they would come out, you know, uh, May 31st, and they'd spend the summers there, and maybe they'd spend a little of uh, the fall, maybe September and October, and then, and now uh, people are using it all the time. Uh, they're coming out on Thursdays and Wednesdays, and they're staying, they're, they're in the city a couple of days. And I think in all second home markets, with people having the flexibility of working from home, somewhat, you know, or, and I think it's going to end up with a combination, you know, somewhere in the middle where you can work at home and sometimes in the office, if you have two homes, you can really utilize that. Um, and, 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 and so there's really people using almost two homes to live in. And that's a very interesting phenomena. And I think it's going to continue. Uh, people have learned uh, that you can travel maybe an hour or two or three away and you're in a whole nother world. And with, you know, the, the virus and, and things the way they are, I think it's going to, I think it's going to really continue and people are going to really second homes across the country are just going to boom. So I think it's a good idea if you can do that. And you're also utilizing your money. Of course, you have to speak to your account and make sure you can afford it. But remember the equity you have in your home. So if you have equity in your home, that's money you're sitting on and it's not doing you, it's not, you know, it's not working for you. Definitely, so Dottie. Yeah. And, so and, I, and something, something for our listeners to remember too, Dottie, I just wanted to um, mention, you know, rates won't stay this low forever, right? So there will be a time where, you know, taking advantage of mortgage rates uh, wouldn't be ideal to pay off other debt. So, you know, when Dottie mentions that we're at an all-time low, all low, when I mention it, when Stephen mentions it, uh, we've really seen rates at 17% at one point. And today, we're looking at 3.375. You, you will thank yourself uh, five years from today from taking out that home equity line of credit or refinancing your mortgage because you'll look back on today's rates and, and you'll ask yourself why you never took advantage of low rates if, if you have a mortgage. So. Just do yourself now, a favor, you know, look into wait, it. Ace, so. can you talk a little about what a cash out refinance is? Yes, of course. So a cash out refinance is, is similar to what Dottie just explained. So let's, let's take um, a million dollar home, for example, and you have 200,000, um, more, you have a 200,000 mortgage balance. Now the 200,000, and the $1 million in value, the difference there is 800,000. The banks will lend you up to 80% of your value. So they'll lend you 800,000, but if you owe 200,000, then the cash out that you would be taking out would be the 600,000. So it's the difference between the 80% of the million, which is 800,000, and then you take what you owe, which is 200,000, so that additional 600,000 that they've given you is, it will be a form of cash out. And that you can use, and, you, and you'll have to at least tell the bank that you're using it to consolidate debt, use it for home improvements, using it for an investment, whatever you need to use it for, you're, you'll probably have to um, you know, communicate that to the bank. But the banks are willing to give you 80% of your value 
on a cash out, which is phenomenal. Um, so if you have if you have that much equity, take advantage of it. You know, Dottie talks about it all the time every week. You know, our listeners, I know you guys are listening because you are calling us inquiring about different different um, you know opportunities, whether it's refinancing, whether it's purchasing. But I can't emphasize enough how important it is to at least just inquire and just find out because so many people have you know their own sort of perceptions or misperceived conceptions of, you know, I can't qualify. The prices are too high right now. And that's not true with such low interest rates, right? So give us a call, you know, inquire, find out. And I just want to say that the benefits of a cash out refinance to pay off debt or, or, or securing a lower or securing a lower interest rate. If you bought it at a higher interest rate, uh, you can now secure a lower interest rate. Uh, and again, with credit cards, you know, most credit cards are 15 to 24%. And that's a lot of money. So uh, paying off outstanding debt can also boost your credit rating, which, as you know, your credit is like king. I mean, you've got to have good credit. Now, if you want to see a downside of it, because, you know, there's always a plus and there's always a minus. And I guess the biggest drawback of getting a cash mortgage refinance is that you may be putting your home at greater risk if you are unable to make your monthly mortgage payments for whatever reason, you would risk you could risk losing your home and you might owe more on it than you did originally. So you want to make sure that you can pay it, okay? But your money, you know, is not working for you. And I always tell you, watch the wealthy and look at what they do. And um, I can tell you this, if you, I've watched them my whole life. I came from... Uh, a very middle-class family where my dad was like, the whole deal is to pay off your mortgage. Okay, that's, and then, you know, then pay off your mortgage and there was 30-year mortgages and you take that mortgage and you pay off your mortgage. Of course, your taxes now are higher than your mortgage ever was, but you're debt-free. And today with looking at homes, um, I'm not sure that that's the right way to go. It might be for certain people, it might be at certain ages, but you really are sitting on a lot of capital that you can do many things with, depending on your risk tolerance, your age. There's a lot of factors. At least learn about it. Got it. You mentioned something that's really key, right? Work out the numbers with your loan officer first. If you're taking the cash out to go to Vegas, chances are you're probably not <laughs> going to have a good chance, right? But if you have a, um, if, if you if you look at your total liabilities today, currently, and you do a refinance cash out, nine out of ten times, what we're looking for is, can we get your total payment to be a lot lower than what you're paying today? So to Dottie's point, you have to make sure that you can afford it and make sure it's a it's a it's an improvement from what your situation is today because the whole point of doing a refinance cash out is to consolidate your debt and create a lower form of payment, right? Every single month. So if that's not happening, then either you're overextending yourself to what Dottie is saying, or we're not actually using it in the right way. So it's um, it's a lot of homework to do, but that's why it's important to sit down with a professional to really look at your options. So right. great point, Dottie. And I want to say one more thought. If you don't want to do a refinance, you want to consider a HELOC. It's H-E-L-O-C or a home equity line of credit. Now, I think we're going to get a break, but a could you talk a little bit about the refinance and uh, 
Sure. Home equity, which is a home equity line of credit, and they both can accomplish the same thing, but they're different. So we're going to talk about this break is over, this battle refinance, opposed to HELOC, and which one might be better for you. Um, you don't want to miss this. This is really important. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll help you figure out how to make your money or your money in your home work for you. Tune in tonight as the Philadelphia Flyers head to Nassau Live Center to take on the New York Islanders. Coverage begins with the pregame show at 6.30, puck drop at 7. Catch all the action right here on AM 970, The Answer. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an exogen temporal scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies, like the exogen temporal scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from exogen, where accuracy matters. Details at exogen.com. Hi, I'm Valerie Smaldone, host of Bagels and Broadway, Sunday at 2. On this week's show, playwright and author David Parr talks about Creativity Will Save Us, a special initiative he's part of. Also, if you love pancakes, you must listen to my conversation with maple sugar farmer and farm-to-table entrepreneur Sharon Collins, author of Pancakes Make People Happy. And a singer and artist, Vivienne Boucherat, talks about her book filled with her special images, all on Bagels and Broadway, Sunday at 2. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers want more of am 970 the answer and our hosts then interact with us follow us on twitter for breaking news what's coming up on the radio thoughts from our hosts deals from our advertisers and more our handle is at am 970 the answer come on tweet with us It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we were in the process of talking to Ace about refinancing your home and the cash refinance where you take the money, take some of that money that 
your equity, the, the equity you've grown and you can pull that out, take credit card debt, build an extension, buy a second home and actually utilize your money. Of course, you want to talk to someone, make sure you can afford to do that. Uh, but remember, if you bought a house for 100,000 and it's worth 500,000 and you put a, and you put like $20,000 down, you're sitting on so much equity. You're sitting on money that's just sitting there. The house is going to go up or down at the same rate. And there are ways you can utilize money. And as A said, you don't want to gamble it in Vegas, but you might be able to make your money work for you and end up with more investments and end up creating wealth. Um, there was another option and that was a HELOC, a home, a home, you know, so we were just about talking about the differences and do you want to uh, ace tell little people about uh, the HELOC, which is. Yeah, Dottie. So, so a, a, a HELOC stands for a, a home equity line credit. Think of it as a large credit card on your home, right? So you can take it out. It's usually a short-term loan um, anywhere between, you know, five to 10 years, you know, but it's amortized for 20 years, but it's variable. So it changes every single month depending on the sulfur, which is really, you know, the, um, the, the prime rate. So what you, what you want to remember is that on a refinance cash out, you're locked in for the whole term of whether it's 15 years or 30 years on a home equity line of credit. Although it's, it's still a very low rate, it changes every month. In today's marketplace, with rates being so low, it's not as risky. But going into a marketplace where rates are increasing, it may be a little bit more riskier. And the big difference between a home equity line of credit and a refinance cash out is that there's no closing costs for a home equity line of credit. As opposed to a refinance cash out, you would have to pay cl closing costs as well, Dottie. So, um, you know, it's interesting when, when you mention... You know, is it is it better to be debt free or is it better to have debt? Right. And uh, my parents always taught me not to have any debt at all, son. Right. That's what have, our parents did. Right. All our parents taught us, you know, don't have any <laughs> debt. And as I'm talking with CEOs and, you know, I was on a I was on the phone with uh, Robert Kiyosaki, um, who actually wrote uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, he, actually, he, he actually so I had a call with him. We were, we were in a mastermind session with all these CEOs and, you know, I'm always learning Dottie, right? So I was just listening to all of these Fortune 500 CEOs talk about um, the, the stimulus and how our country is just printing and printing money. And, exactly. you know, I, and then I started thinking about what they were saying, Dottie, after the call and it dawned on me it, and, and they're right, right? If, if, if you're saving your $100 in the bank, but the government is actually printing out that same $100, but printing out millions of those um, $100 that you have in the bank. What does that mean for the value of, your, of, of the money that you're saving in the bank? So what they were teaching everybody was there's a difference between good debt and bad debt. You have to, and Dottie, you mentioned this all the time. If they're printing out money, then what you need to do is borrow at the same rate, but use it. For, for good, right? Invest your money, use it for business opportunities because that, that $100 that you're saving in the bank five years from today, if, if, there's, if there's still a continuance of printing money, printing money, then that $100 is worth very little 
down the line, yeah. right? So, yeah. in, in any case, I'm not here to t- to give any financial advice at all. Let me just preface that, Dottie. But it is a, a it is something that folks should be thinking about, right? So, well, that's yeah. Here's all we want to say about that. I, again, we all grew up where you know. Uh, our parents said, you know, the way to go is have no debt. And hey, you know what? For some people, that is the way to go. Correct. Uh, but you have to know that, as Ace said, even though everyone thinks it might be great that they're printing so much money, what that really is, means to all of us is that your money is going to be worth less. Your dollar is just going to go down because they're Correct. printing so much of it. And that is why Bitcoins and all those kind of currencies are growing. Because the dollar is the dollar's buying power is going to be a lot less. So those are things that again you might not think about every day, but they're worth talking to your accountant or get somebody who's a financial person to talk about it. Because um, there's a lot of choices, and you know when you look at people who really make money, usually they make their money work for them. And again, everything depends on your age because you don't want to take much risk when you're older. Um, But at least find out about it, know your options. And that's really what we try to do on this show. Just give you options of things that you might at least question um, and find out more about. Um, With that, I think I have a caller. I have Victor in Brooklyn. Good morning, Victor, or good afternoon. We're close to noon, so. Thanks for calling Iron Real Estate. Hey, Dottie, how are you? It's been been a couple of weeks. (laughs) Um, I spoke with you a few weeks ago and the team about, hi, I spoke with you a few weeks ago and the team about getting a a cash out refinance on my house and my mom has a life estate in the house. So uh, Steve said, you know, the company has to realize, you know, they're human beings on both sides of the transaction. And uh, they did work with me, and there was a uh, notary in the nursing home, and they were able to, my mom was able to sign with me as a regular co-signer without a power of attorney, and uh, we, we got the loan. We, we closed, and we got the money. Oh, congratulations. And that is so wonderful. Yeah. So they didn't make you get a notary. They worked with you at the nursing home. Well, my mom Thank was able to sign. and telling she, this. Yeah, she signed like a champ, and uh, so now I, as uh, very topically, I was able to pay down some high interest debt, and I'm going to be doing some roofing work in the house. So, uh, you know, I'll be able to pass the house down to my niece and nephew and in better shape. Oh, see, that is, Victor, that is really good news, and thank you for sharing that with us. Um, that's yeah, good. you know, and awesome we're show. And that I, you, uh, we're able to do that. Yeah, so, you know, thanks for, really, uh, you know, thanks for the opinion. And thanks for being fans of ours. We're a big fan of yours. And please keep us posted. All right. Have a good one, Daddy. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That's really interesting. Now, I was going to do some other topics, but I think I'm going to save them. I think I'm going to take this little time to tell you a few, maybe have a little talk about it. And again, this is opinion, so there's no right or wrong answer. But a couple of things are happening that are going to change. Okay, number one, I I don't know if I told you the week before or last or this last week that the Shinnecock Nation will build Southampton casinos, and that's uh, been approved. 
the U.S. National Indian Gaming Commission approved a class two facility allowing for bingo parlors and video lottery terminals. It would be the second casino in Suffolk County. Uh, and it will, um, where's it going to, it's the Shinnecock Nations that they have tried to open it for so many years and they've gotten a lot of opposition. But uh, the casino is part of the tribe's attempt to increase revenue, according to the report. And it recently constructed a second 61-foot digital billboard monument on Sunrise Highway with advertising revenue going to the tribe. It also plans to open a gas station, a convenience store on a tribal land near the signs in the coming year, along with a medical cannabis facility, and will be located on its 900-acre reservation in Southampton. Uh, members of the Shinnecock Nation have opposed other development efforts. So that's been all approved. And the project will bring 37 units to Hamptons. Plus, as I said, uh, it will uh, have a casino and it will have uh, stores and a gas station and a cannabis uh, store. Now, they've also approved cannabis in New York, the sale of cannabis. Uh, and it's been approved, so I mean, it's been, you know, approved in a lot of other states before us, but um, New York City needs uh, tax revenue, and I'm sure it's going to bring a lot of taxes. So I'd like to ask you, and we can talk about some of it this week, and I'd love to hear from our listeners also what you're thinking. What are you thinking about the legalization of cannabis and, and uh, uh, that will be able to be sold in stores all over New York, New York City? Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Ace? What are your thoughts on it, Steve? And what are your thoughts on it? 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Love to hear what you think about the legalization of cannabis. So since we don't have any callers yet, what are, you, what are your feelings on that? And I can give you mine, but I will. Steve, Ace, you go first. You <laughs> yeah, Steve, I, I first. went first on the White House bid, so you got to go right. first this time, Fine. Ace. Fine. So. <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, obviously it'll be good for the city because taxes, um, you know, these cannabis companies are paying high taxes, will, which will help the revenue stream of, of the city. Now, there's always the question of responsibility, right? Um, how will we monitor uh, folks that are, that are under the influence driving and, and whatnot? But it's something that I, I think, you know, it will it will continue to happen. Um, it's something that we need to work with our legislators to see how we can control it and monitor it. But um, I think we have a break, Dottie. But we can we can continue yeah, this. Yeah, I want to. Very I really want to talk about it. It's a very interesting topic. We do have a break coming. Uh, love to hear your feelings on it. Eight six six nine seven zero nine six two. We're talking about cannabis. It's illegal. It's been legalized in New York State. Um, so we expect things to start popping up immediately. Uh, what are your thoughts? And you think it's a good thing for Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Sounds and sounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I don't think there's any more important service in any community than a hospital and emergency room, right? The ER is where you go in a crisis and where you expect to find dedicated, talented professionals anytime, day or night. Let me tell you that the ER at Trinitas Regional Medical Center is such a place in the Elizabeth and Union County communities. And the best news is Trinitas renovated their ER recently to serve you even better. They doubled the number of treatment rooms, added state-of-the-art technology, Technology, created separate private areas for families and seniors, and they honored my friend, the CEO of Trinitas, by naming it the Gary S. Horan Emergency Department. Trinitas is an outstanding place for healing. I've been there. I've met the people. I know. Please learn more about the Trinitas Regional Medical Center by visiting TrinitasRMC.org today. That's TrinitasRMC.org. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate, and we love that you called. So we have some calls on the line, which we're going to take in a little while. But I just want to just kind of talk a little what we were talking about before the break on what your thoughts are on the legalization of cannabis in New York. And I, I don't know which one of you guys uh, wants to be first, but doesn't matter. It's an opinion. And what I want to stress is that we are just lucky to be in a country where you can have an opinion and it can be different than your neighbor's opinion. Uh, you might not agree with it. You might agree with it, but the fact is you're allowed to have a difference of opinion. So um, there's no right or wrong in opinions or opinions, and we're lucky that we're allowed to have them. 
So what are your thoughts? Uh, you said you if they're regulated, Steve, and if, uh, or, or maybe Ace said that, if it's regulated and, and it's uh, people love. Although I don't think it's, a, like I, I've been to Colorado, you know, I'm not a great fit steer, but I've been to Aspen enough times to tell you that, you know, it's legal there and there's signs when you're driving from Aspen to maybe Colorado, uh, you see signs all over, get high, you know, uh, all these signs about cannabis and uh, it's posted all over billboards and you can just walk in and buy it. I'm not sure they have any regulations on safety there. I mean, like if somebody's too wasted, I, I'm not sure. I yeah. Don't know. Do they? Well, well, there's, well, there's a few. There's a few things. So, the law I would say has two parts to it. I would say part one, which is now in effect, allows for the legal use, recreational use. So you can have a small amount in your person. Excuse me. Um, you can, you can, um, thank you. You can, you can smoke where tobacco is allowed to be smoked. You can have more at home, but there's, and I haven't read everything yet on it, but you have to keep it like in a secure location. So that's something to consider. And then it's paving the way for retail sales. Um, although municipalities, I believe will have the ability to opt out. Um, if they don't want to have it sold in their municipality. Um, and I think the sale component's really going to take another six months or so to have all that worked out because that has not been worked out yet. And then also it's going to allow for some people who had marijuana convictions to have the, their records expunged of those convictions. So that that's part of the package of laws. Um, you know, I, I'm personally have a lot of concerns about it. It's been legal for medical use, I believe about eight years now around that. So this is something different than medical marijuana. You know, if something has a medicinal purpose, that's very different than just selling a product out there. I think your point is very well taken. Um, we can't just look at the tax revenue. Uh, we have to look at the impact on society, on uh, crime. You know, the law, as my understanding is written, says you can smoke it wherever you're allowed to smoke a tobacco product. But then exactly your question, what does that mean for driving under the influence, right? If if you have, if you're drinking an alcoholic beverage and you have open container laws while driving, you know, very clearly that's not allowed, whether or not, you know, you, you are fully drunk or blood alcohol level above a certain level. The way this is looking at it is that you can smoke a joint, so to speak, while driving, and then, then how inhibited do you have to be and so forth. And people react differently to things. So th this is de there are definitely some question marks here. What's interesting for the real estate community, if you're a landlord, you need to start thinking about your prohibited clauses um, private activities clause in your leases. A lot of leases that we do will say you cannot have, let's say, a pornographic shop, for example. There's certain prohibitions in the lease, regardless of whether it's legal or not. Um, and now the landlords need to be cognizant that they need to start thinking about do I want to have an otherwise what is potentially future legal activity of selling marijuana in my shopping center? Right. If I'm going to if someone's going to open up a children's clothing store, 
they're not going to be happy having a marijuana dispensary right next door, right? So this is something that the real estate community needs to think about immediately. And then also, you know, from a government point of view, just because there's tax revenue coming in doesn't mean it doesn't come as a price, right? It's interesting. You know, we're, we're talking about gambling before this, right? Yes, there's revenue generation, but at what price and how much? And, and I, that needs to be sorted out. I have the exact numbers. I, I don't I don't recall what I did with them, so I'll do that next week. We'll continue to talk about this because we don't have much of a show, much time left, and we have a couple of callers. But I... Uh, we're not the first state. I mean, there's a bunch of other states who have legalized it already. And I'm going to tell you that I'm not 100% sure. And I will know by next week. I'll do my homework. I, But I don't think there's any, like, I know if you're driving in Colorado, there's no way they can tell in the car if you're stuck, if you're like, you know, what, you know, I don't know the right word to use, but let's just say out of it, maybe that you had too much. I don't know if there's anything, I've never seen anything that, limits that that would be a protective thing that when you get in your car and i know that with um alcohol i mean if you get stopped there's a test that you can take and they give it to you and they'll tell you if you're intoxicated and if you are intoxicated you can go to jail and lose your license and a lot of bad things happen uh you know, uh, I, I guess the legal age would be 18 or I'm assuming that will be it's the a, legal I think, age. I think it's 20. I think it's 21. I think they're making it 21. But I also have to put an interesting question out there. And this is where I think there's going to be way more regulation on this as there should be if this is to be allowed. We've been pushing for years to reduce the amount of tobacco consumption, the impact on lung cancer, uh, lung cancer the impact on people's health. And now we're introducing another smoking product. Um, you know, and that, interestingly enough, doesn't seem to be a big part of the discussion. Uh, you know, I'd be very curious, you know, to see what like the American Lung Cancer Association has well, to say about. Let me let me say this, and we can keep this conversation. We can continue this next week. I, I do want to take a few callers, but um, I was at a. A, a dinner at a Leonard Lauder's home. Um, I go every year because I'm very involved with breast cancer and he does a dinner for uh, people that have been very involved and some of the doctors that do research on it. And I was sitting next to a gentleman who uh, 10 years ago, or maybe eight, around the age of 10 years ago, told me he was going to get his license uh, for cannabis. And I think it was maybe in Massachusetts. I, I'm not sure what state it was, but it was and, you know, he said that it was hard to get a license, but, you know, he was going to get it and the money that you could make. And it's big money if you have a license. It is big money. Uh, and so this has been a matter of time that this was going to happen. There's a bunch of states already that's legal, that it's legal in. And now, it opens up a whole panacea of different questions that you might have and that we all have. Uh but I don't think there's a way to, I don't think that stopping is the answer because, you know, it's kind of like you can take it, you know, like I remember in Colorado, it was legal in the state to uh, have, to have cannabis, um, but the federal law at the time didn't allow it. So when you got to the airport, if you had cannabis on you, you had to get rid of it. 
but it was legal. It's been there legal a lot of years now. So um, there's all sorts of thoughts on it, and I'd love to hear them. And we're going to continue talking about the debate and uh, what's going on and what regulations we think we would like to see uh, or what they're discussing. Um, and so we'll continue that conversation. Just a very interesting topic. It's going to change a lot of things, and I think it's worth talking about. Um, and I think to your point, Stephen, you need to look at leases, whether they be residential. I don't know if you can, like, can you stop smoking? You can say there's no smoking in, a, in, a, in an apartment and that smoking is legal. Um, so could you say that you can't smoke pop, marijuana or cannabis? I don't know. Those are well, all interesting can... questions. So Yeah, you can make this, the lease a little bit stricter. And you got to be very careful because... There's no law that says there's a limit to the number of cigars you can have at home. In this so, law, there's a limit to how much, wanna, how I many pounds of marijuana you have in your home. Maybe we can hold up uh, well for next week. I just want to get a quick uh, person in, sure. and I promise I will of course. get in. Um, and uh, so we have a call on the phone. And um, I unless he's not on the phone anymore. Oh, no, Dan. In Oyster Bay, which is very fond of Oyster Bay on Long Island, I happen to own a home there. Um, Danny, are you on the line? How's it going, Dottie? First of all, I'll comment on the Hamptons and then Oh, it's good. Uh, yeah, the Hamptons, I remember too, you know this. Uh, at one time, there were potato farms out there. <laughs> And then the Hoy Polloi went out there and they built Absolutely. it all up. Uh, one of the more famous residents was Carl Yastrzemski of the Boston Red Sox. He played out there. But uh, the thing is, uh, with the Hamptons and real estate, people have always done that. They've always had their own little exclusive things. I'm originally from the Bronx. Riverdale didn't feel they were from the Bronx. If you went into Pelham Bay, there was an exclusive neighborhood called Country Club. But deep inside Country Club was Spencer Estates, they were even more exclusive than everybody else. People always had that. Now, the thing with marijuana now, that's just another nail, the legalization nail in the coffin of America, no matter what anyone says. I know the potheads want to legalize it. I know some people did it much differently. They were more discreet about it. It wasn't noticeable. Some people did it in your face. People Danny, it. we'd love to hear you today. We're going to talk about it next week again. And save your call for next week if you don't have time to really discuss it in the length that I want to discuss it in. And again, there's going to be a lot of opinions. That's what we want to hear, your opinion. And we wish you all, if you celebrate Easter, a happy Easter holiday. And um, we're all looking forward to continuing our talk. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.